So this is one of those challenging passages in Romans 2. So I have, this is the main point. When I was reading this passage, I said, like, what is Paul doing here? So this is the main thought that this passage is communicating to us. And I have it right here. God's just judgment is revealed in the fact that people are not condemned because they do not know enough, but because they do not practice what they know. This is true of both Jews and Gentiles. Jesus is our only hope. That Jesus is our only hope, I added that. Uh, because Paul doesn't say that here. He will say that in the next chapter. But the point that he's communicating here is God's just judgment is revealed in the fact that people are not condemned because they do not know enough, but because they do not practice what they know. And that is true of both Jews and Gentiles. So this is the structure of the passage that we have. Verse 11, as we read, said, for God shows no partiality. And the point that he's making in verse 11 is this, that God's just judgment, that God's judgment is a just one. And then in verse 12, he talks about the Gentile. In verse 12, he says, for all who have sinned without the law, He's talking to about Gentile. But then in the second part of verse 12, he talks about the Jews, those who have sinned under the law. And then in verse 13, he comes back to the Jew, and they say that they have the standard of the law. And then in verses 14, 15, and 16, he goes back to the Gentile who sinned without the law. So with that structure, let me read the passage again with those scholars. This is what Paul is doing here. For God shows no partiality. For all have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. Those are the Gentiles, the people who never had access to the Bible, to the Old Testament. What about then? So they sinned without the law, they will perish without the law. But what about the Jewish people, the people, the, the children of Abraham, the children of Isaac and Jacob with Moses? I say, well, all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. And then he says in verse 13, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For, he says, then Gentiles, for when Gentiles, pagans, the Greeks, who do not have the law, by nature do what the law requires, they are law to themselves. Even though, right here, they do not have the law, they show that the work of the law is written in their hearts. Hold their conscience and also bear witness. And their conflicting thought accuse or even accuse, accuse, excuse them. On that day, when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So the point here is that people are condemned in the judgment of God. And that judgment is right. It's just. The people who sinned without the law, they will be condemned without the law because the law was written in their hearts. But the people who sinned with the law will be judged by the standard of the law. So that's what I try to communicate in, the, in this point right here, in the main point. God's just judgment is revealed in the fact that people are not condemned because they do not know enough, but because they don't practice what they do know. So let's go now. Let's walk through this, verse 13. This is the Jude. He says, For it is not the hearers 
of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who be justified. So Paul here is basically communicating to the Jewish audience is you cannot appeal to the law as an special grace because if you not obey the law, you'll be judged by the law. You cannot say that because you are the special people, the chosen people of God, and you had the law, but you have rejected the law, that you will be saved because God expects faithfulness for those who have the law. And I, again, the point here, Paul is not talking about how people are saved. Paul is talking here about how people are condemned and how that judgment of God is a just judgment. So the point that he's making here, he says, for, you see the for right here? He began this. For, he begins that because, because for that reason, he argues the guiltiness of the unbelieving Jews. They should not deceive themselves into believing that possessing the law will exempt them from judgment. Paul is not teaching here justification by works. No human has ever fully obeyed the law except the Lord Jesus. So, and he makes that point later. For example, in Romans uh, 2, I mean, Romans 3.20, he says, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So he said, no one will be justified by the works of the law. So Paul is not teaching works salvation. He makes the sim a similar point in Galatians 2 when he says, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. So he's a Jew himself. Yet, he said, we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not, not by works of the law because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So he makes it clear that no one is justified by works. But at the same time, we cannot presume the grace of God and say we have the law, then we'll be fine even when we don't obey the law. So what he's discussing here is that all people are guilty before the Lord and God is just to judge them. But then you say, but what about the Gentiles? And that's the point that he makes in verses 14 and forward. He said, okay, what about people who have never heard the word of God? What about, come here. We say, so pastor, what about people who don't have access to the Bible? What about people who have never heard the name of Jesus? What about them? They don't have Moses. They don't have Genesis. They don't have Exodus, Leviticus, Number. They don't have any of those books. So if we are judged, and the, and the law condemns us. But what about them? Because only a tiny group of people received the law. And then he says, okay. It would be fair for them to be condemned by the law when they didn't know the law? And this is the point he makes here now. So I said, four. 
Verse 14. It's coming. For when Gentiles, those are who are not Jewish people, like, like most of us here, who do not have the law, by nature, by nature, do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. And then he says in verse 15, they, those are the Gentiles, right? The Gentiles. Show the work of the law, it is written on their hearts, the whole conscience also bear witness to them about the law of God, and their conflicting thought accuse or even excuse them. So the point that Paul is making here is he's showing that the, he just showed that the Jew is not a matter of hearing the law but doing the law. But then what about the Gentiles? And he says, well, they don't have the law, but they have the knowledge of God that was given to them. In verse 14, he says, they do not have the law. And then he says, they do not have the law. Twice in that verse, he says, they do not have the law. So how is it possible for them who do not have the law to know apart for the law? Verse 15 says this, they don't have the law of Moses, but the work of the law right here, the work of the law is written on their hearts and then is also in their conscience. And they do the things of the law because God put that in their heart and in their conscience. By nature, he says, by nature. In verse 14, he says here, by nature. So it's not an accident. It's not that they learned that. It's by nature they do the things required by the law. And it's important here to see that he says, when Gentiles, he doesn't say the Gentiles. So he's not using the definite article, meaning all people. He said, but some people will do the things of the law even when they don't have the law. By doing the things of the law, they show that the law was written in their hearts. It is important for us to understand this because not all unbelievers are thieves, immoral people. On the contrary, some unbelievers, some Gentiles will honor their parents. They will honor the sanctity of human life. They are faithful to their spouses. They practice honesty. They speak truth. They're responsible workers. They're a kind and gracious neighbor. Just as the last six of the Ten Commandments tell us to be. Some of you said, I know people who do not know Jesus, and those are the most decent, kind people that I have ever met. They are faithful husbands and wives. They respect others. They are good neighbors. They don't steal. They don't kill. But they have never read the Bible. Why is that? Because the law of God, the work of the law, was written in their hearts. And as he said, and that law that was written in their hearts would judge them. So God is not judging people for something that they don't have. He's using the knowledge they have as the standard by which they will be judged. 
So that's why he said God is impartial. His judgment is a just judgment. And then he says, but let me say something here about that work of the law in verse 15, because the Bible uses that expression in Jeremiah 31, but it's a totally different way to use the work of the law. For this is, for this is the covenant. This is the passage in Jeremiah of the new covenant. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So this is different from what Paul is discussing. Here, he's talking about future believers who will believe in God, will receive the Spirit of God, and that Word of God will be in their hearts. If you see here, it says the law of God. In verse 15 says the work of the law. So Gentiles have the work of the law. They have the principles of God, yet they reject God. And then he says their conscience. So you see two things that we saw. We have the work of the law and we have the conscience. By nature... We know what God expects of us. This is something called, in theology, uh, those of you who, students who study classical education, CC, one of those who study Latin, is called sensus divinitatis. That's the Latin. It's basically this sense of divinity. Philosophers use the language uh, today. Uh, the reformers, they use the language. It's the sense of God. Come here. Ah, uh, camera. <laughs> God created us in his image, and he implanted in us his image. And we know what is right by nature, not because we read it in the Bible. We know that it's wrong by nature to kill someone, to steal from someone. Not because you read Genesis, but because you are created in the image of God and the work of the law is written in our hearts and the conscience has a sense of God. Think of a baby. A baby is a newborn. A newborn is crying like crazy. Crying, crying. And the mother of that baby comes and speaks to that baby, and the baby recognizes that voice. It jumps. That baby was not instructed that that was his mother or her mother. There was not a class for that baby to recognize the voice of his mother versus the voice of his grandmother or a father. But when that baby hears the voice of his mother, he knows that voice. That is mine. I know you. No one instructed that baby. That baby is a baby. It's a newborn. Cannot be, he cannot be taught yet. But he knows the voice of his mother. The same way all human beings created in the image of God, we know that the Lord created us. And he 
put the sense of God in us, yet we suppress the knowledge of God, and we reject that knowledge, and we rebel against God. And that is the point that Paul is making here. All people have something of God within them that got put in their conscience, in their heart, yet they reject God because sins rejects the Lord. And this is what I say here. People, and this is the point that he's making here, do not perish. Let's go back, camera, right here. There you go. People do not perish because they didn't hear the gospel. They do perish because they have sinned and rejected the Lord. The gospel is the only hope for salvation, so we take the gospel to them. So that's why we're going to Uganda, so that people can hear the gospel. And hearing the gospel, they can be saved. So people say, what about those people who have never heard the gospel? What about those people in those villages, pastor? Well, God would judge them because of their sins and the rejection of him. So this is the way that I say. Someone died because he ate the poison. Not because you didn't take the antidote to him. But the only way because he ate the poison is for the antidote to be taken to him. So we take the medicine to him, which is the gospel. And that's why there's an urgency of the gospel. But they're not going to be condemned because they never heard the gospel. The reason they're condemned is because they have sinned and rejected the Lord. But the only way they can be saved is for us to go where they are and take Jesus to them. The Gentiles, they would not perish for the reason that they lack the law which the Jews possessed but because they sin. Therefore, the judgment of God is a just judgment. And that's the point he's making here. I mean, chapter 1 of Romans and chapter 2 are two heavy passages. Because in those two passages, Paul is making the point that we are guilty. Gentiles, Jews, Greek, all guilty. Chapter 3, he gets to the solution of that, which is Jesus. But we need to walk through this passage to understand the awfulness of sin so that we can appreciate the beauty of the gospel. And that's what he's doing here. And in verse 16, he says this. On that day, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. For me, that is deeply encouraging. Because the one who will judge us is the Lord Jesus who saved us. John 5, for the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. So if you are here and you have trusted in Jesus, if you put your faith in Christ, you should not be afraid of the judgment. Because the one who will be doing the judgment is the one who died for your sins to rescue you, to rescue me. So we are not afraid of the judgment 
because our confidence is in Christ Jesus. However, if you are here and you have not put your faith in Jesus Christ, this passage says that you'll be judged by your own standard which you have broken. Because the standard that we put on other people, we break that one ourselves. And when we do that, what we do is we declare ourselves guilty before the Lord. Because we ourselves have not been able even to keep the own standard that we use. But Christ Jesus came to redeem and to rescue us from our sins. And he is the one who's going to judge humanity. And if you are in Christ, you are saved, redeemed, and secured. So we go to the nations by going to the group of Uganda to take the gospel so that people can be saved and redeemed as they hear the gospel. God is judge, just, and he is impartial. But in his great mercy and love, he sent his son to live, to die, and to be resurrected for our sins. If you're here, I invite you to trust in Jesus, to put your faith in Jesus so that you can be saved and redeemed. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for your grace, for your great mercy in Christ, who came to redeem us, both those who were under the law and those who were without the law. And he took the penalty of the law, the penalty of our sins. He fulfilled the law, and he died in our place. Father, I pray for anyone who is here who have, doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I pray that you will bring that person to Christ today. And I pray that we will be encouraged as believers. That our trust and hope is in Christ Jesus alone. That we will be faithful to Christ. That we will seek obedience. And that we will honor the word of Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.